Stampede. Garner isn't number 34. I don't belong to you. No, I belong to the wind, the stones, the rivers and the oceans. I can't trust you anymore because what guides you is false. You think consumerism will be good for you, that everything will be all right, that the decisions we make, the laws we pass, will guarantee your protection. No, I belong to something other than your artificial intelligence, the addiction that says it'll do the thinking for you. Turn on your phone and it will tell you what to believe, what laws are true. Why shouldn't you believe in that? It's satisfying. It allows you a sense of order. Stick with the consumerist plan. Don't question what it's doing to you and your offspring. Artificial intelligence will relieve you of thinking on your own. So what if there are few anomalies? So what if the violence you see happening around you appears everywhere? 
but the laws that are passed will protect you. But profits are the only laws that count in the consumerist world. And you should see they've been producing corruption, deception, greed, and jealousy, and contempt for those who don't conform. No, you belong to something that's going to bring you pain that no smartphone can resolve. That's why I won't entertain you, because things have gotten very serious. As reported over a month and a half ago, a woman took her two small children to the top of an eight-story garage in Boston and jumped to her death, taking her two small children with her. And that kind of thing isn't new. That kind of death is a horrific story as old as the oldest trees on earth. And to speak of trees, some trees have been shown to be over 80,000 years old. They exist by a process of cloning, by which new growth from the root system can produce the same identical DNA structure of the parent tree. In effect, a perpetual life. So the taking of a child's life by a parent committing suicide is nothing new. It's existed among our species, and I don't know if it exists with other living things. Although I know in other species, a mother may abandon its newborn, a certain death sentence. Killing yourself and your own offspring appears to be exclusively human. I don't think any of us would doubt that this is done by an individual with tragic mental flaws. It is perhaps the most horrific of crimes beyond all moral behavior. We know within societies certain rules of conduct can lead to suicide. In the past, and even today, the culture of bringing dishonor to a family can lead to a suicide. Today, serious questions have arisen about the large number of suicides of people in our military. But also, in America's broader society, rates of suicide are rising. 
And this should make one question, what's causing this? More people appear distressed about their lives. And yet recently, I saw an interview of a Harvard research scientist claiming he has discovered the means of removing the mechanism of aging. In other words, the causes for why we grow old and how to prevent it. Stopping the aging process has been thought about throughout history. But the concept of death has been rationalized by many people that it doesn't stop with our continuation. To some of us, death simply starts a new process. This can have far-reaching effects to an entire society. It could cause the self-destruction of an entire society. It could say that what awaits you in death could be much better than what you're living. There are accounts in history of entire societies simply disappearing overnight. There are many explanations for why the Anasazi people in the Mesa Verde region of the Southwest mysteriously disappeared.
climate change has been offered as an explanation for their disappearance. Their lives were at the margins of survivability. And dramatic climate change could have caused their disappearance. In our modern culture, the forces of consumerism may be causing climate change, but those environmental variables around the world probably aren't causing alarming suicides among our military or even in our broader culture. It may be rising in other parts of the world where people who have much less than we do, people living by the margins who have little prospects of fleeing devastating droughts, destroying food supplies, or flooding, degrading shelters, and causing constant threats of diseases. Yes, climate can cause people under those circumstances to give up, seeking a way out from their pain. That can account for why some people put an end to their misery. The ongoing war in the Middle East, with whole cities reduced to rubble, people fleeing, taking everything they have, migrating, attempting to survive, may have a large number of people putting an end to their lives. Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in lots of regions of the world are forced with that every hour every minute of every day. I see that. It's happening across the world, and that's why I won't entertain you. Consumerism promotes a war economy, not a peace economy. We have a war machine, not promoting our own protection, but to keep our economy rolling along, even if it has to borrow money in order to keep its debt from being unsustainable. Yes, consumerism is feeding the war machine, and it's producing pressure on our personnel in the military. The waste in war can be devastating, and it can call into one's own commitment to it and to one's self-worth.
besides soldiers in our military committing suicide, the underlying meaning of a consumerist economy can be found everywhere. It's not just the war machine. It's the war we continue to commit on the natural world. There can never be enough in the consumerist world. Profits have to be found. Take more, spend more, abuse more, all in the name of profits. If you think you're satisfied, well, think again, because you can never have enough. Enough is never enough in the consumerist world. And somewhere, sometime, you'll wake up one morning and say, what has this been all about? Winning is everything, and you can prove it because you've spent a lifetime of getting stuff. In fact, you're happy with the thought you've got more stuff than your next-door neighbor. And you know what? He's been convinced he's got more stuff than Joe Blow across the railroad tracks. Don't worry about what it takes to get all your winnings. Don't give it a second thought, because the air you breathe, the water you drink, the food you eat will always be there for you, because you're still winning with all your stuff. Don't worry about degrading the natural world, because you're making a profit from it. Besides, artificial intelligence relieves you of having to think. You're committed to something, and you know why? Because you're committed to being a tool of the system. You're the new slaves. You belong to Slavelandia. You don't have to think about where you're going, because that plane trip you're on will guarantee you're going to land at a place where the drinks are free, the pool is heated, and the beach is clean with white sand. Boo-hoo, shame on me for calling into question the way things are. Who am I to reign on your parade? But what is that stench I keep smelling when I roll down the window of my car? No, you need to be distracted, deceived from seeing the mirage you're living. You have to believe what you're living is good. You have to be manipulated, never understanding what you're doing. Because when you come to realize that, you become dangerous. Dangerous to everyone and dangerous to yourself. That's why... I don't belong to you. I see the hazards you're living. Consumerism tries to prevent you from seeing the bankruptcy it produces. Belong to the system that says you've got more. And I can pinpoint when this started in the early 1970s. American instituted what is called the petrodollar a system of regulating world currencies by demanding all purchases of oil or natural gas being done with U.S. dollars. If a country wanted to grow its economy, it needed energy. And in order to do that, 
it needed to use dollars. And this arrangement has been described by the International Monetary Fund as America's exceptional privilege. And several financial mechanisms were installed to guarantee the protection of that privilege. All banks worldwide have to record every transaction through a system called the SWIFT, the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication. The SWIFT links more than 11,000 financial institutions in more than 200 countries, exchanging over 2.4 million messages daily. The SWIFT sends payment orders without which no settlement between one bank to another can be performed. If one bank wants to deposit or withdraw funds from another bank, it needs an order to do that. Without such an order, no transaction can take place. And of late, our government has been using this system to weaponize our economy, our currency, and our financial institutions by sanctioning individuals and countries using the SWIFT system. It's done by blocking the recording of financial transactions. Now, you might say, what's wrong with that? Well, it's dependent upon the strength of our own economy. Consumerism is designed to keep our economy strong regardless of its social and psychological effects. Consumerism can't acknowledge that globally the world's GDP is $80 trillion and its debt is $400 trillion, something that's unsustainable. Now it's interesting to note fossil fuels began forming about 650 million years ago by a natural process of dead organic material exposed to heat and pressure covered over time in the Earth's crust. I'm not so sure about events being preordained, but the bloodstone of oil, what we depend upon today, is a story begun before our species ever existed. And yes, it's a story as old as the trees.
this week on Garner Isn't. You first heard Hans Zimmer's music from the Blue Planet, the family theme, then from the original soundtrack of the movie by Thomas Newman, 1917, followed by Cliff Martinez's composition from the soundtrack to the movie Contagion, and then more music by Mr. Newman from 1917, Come Back to Us, and another piece, Up the Down Trench. Thomas Newman comes from a distinguished family of musicians and composers, and his achievements include 15 Academy Award nominations, five Golden Globes, winning two BAFTAs, six Grammys, and an Emmy Award. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.